0: Well, I drugged myself up here last time. I pushed myself up here this time. And uh, you know what happened to me last time I was up here? I came up. It's the first time I've I've spoken publicly in over five years. i told you all that. When I got up here and I laid my paperwork down, I hope you didn't tell it, but my head just blew off. I mean, I had pain shooting through my head like you cannot believe. And... uh, it was just like blood pressure or stress. Or, and then it was just excruciating. And so that was going on for the first two or three minutes. Could you tell? Good. Just I could. It's awful. Um, and I, I feel a little tinge of it now. So we're improving. So if I keep coming up for the next several weeks, Danny, I'll have it down to it doesn't bother me a bit. Um. A brief journey, oh, a, 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 just a brief summary, rather, of Renee and I's journey through cancer. Now, notice I said Renee and I. Because so I'm going to tell you right now, it's a joint venture. And quite frankly, I think sometimes those tear are going through more than the patient. You know, I find myself consoling her sometimes. Um, and I don't know if I told you last time, but we took our RV up there. We made a vacation out of this thing. We had our RV, our Pomeranians. We were on Great Lakes, and it was just a wonderful event. Well, at least I remember it being a wonderful event. But um, uh, in summary, I was diagnosed with squamous cell carcinoma, stage four, just in brief summary if you weren't here. I had 11 hours of surgery, 39 rounds of radiation, three uh, rounds of chemotherapy. Some of the lasting effects of that were my hearing. I uh, wear hearing aids now. Rock and roll took care of the first 75% of my hearing. So Splatin took care of the other 25% of my hearing, the chemotherapy that I took. And uh, my taste buds are all screwed up. I loved pumpkin pie. I used to have my own pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving, and I would eat 100% of it. It was mine. After two bites, I can't tell the difference. Once I take a couple of bites of it, ice cream's the same way, John. There's no lasting taste at all. Uh, Anxiety. I've never struggled with anxiety in the past and ended up with an anxiety disorder over this. Um, Took Lexapro for a while, Clonazepam for a while. And I guess what you can take from that is we're fragile people. We're very fragile. For all you tough guys out there, you're not as tough as you think you are in that regard. And... Saliva, don't have a lot of it. They fried the saliva glands through the process, so I have a little bit of saliva, not much. Um, I drink a lot of water. Renee, you told me not to forget my water. You did not want to bring it to me if I forgot it. I did forget it. (coughs) Don't throw it, sweetheart. Just hand it to me. (coughs) And you look lovely doing it, (coughs) Mouser. Happy birthday. So anyway, um, so I've a little saliva. Product. So I, I kind of live with trying to stay moist. And I have these things called saliva shivers. Sure if I'm working out, I can put those in my mouth and they really help. Neuropathy. I have neuropathy. Who knows what that is? Ah. Fingers, toes. Don't I drop things easy, you know. Uh, if I'm holding on to a pen or a pencil or my phone, <laughs> I have busted about 10 of those phone screen protectors. I'm just breaking them things left and right. Um and so you have that in my toes. I uh, don't always feel my feet very well, just the leftover, the remnants, and, and and I'll get to a point here in a minute. We talked about the tongue. I had a major slice in the nerve of the tongue, and they couldn't help it. The cancer was in there, and they had to go get it, and so she took my tongue, and my surgeon said, you can blame me for that. I said, great, can I sue you for that? She said, no, you signed a waiver, and I said, all right, just wanted to know if there was any money in it for me, and um, so... I knew there was a large portion of my tongue removed. We talked about that last week. But I I forgot to tell you a story about how I figured out how much of the tongue was removed. And that was, um, we went to dinner when I got, just after I'd gotten back. And I wasn't able to really control my tongue very well at the time. Truth be known, I've never been able to control my tongue very well throughout my entire life. But nonetheless, we went to dinner. And is it? What did you soup? Uh, I mean, uh, Italian soup has, has the meatballs in it, huh? All right, we'll go with that. So, minister, and so I had ministering soup, and so uh, I went home, and again at the time I didn't control my tongue very well, if you remember that, and I, um, I, um, talked about five hours later, I talked up the most perfect meatball you've ever seen. It was perfect. I thought, where have you been, you little fella? Where have you been? I mean, and so when I got back to the cancer center, I said, Dr. Beer Lanning, this happened. She said, well, if you learn to control your tongue more, that won't happen. I said, but she said, now you know about how large that divot is off the side of your tongue. So as the meatball rolled down in it, like a billiards, like in a pocket pool, that was it, right there. So uh, I, I kind of learned how large that cavity was. Um, but I want to point something out. It's the uh, most important thing I'll say tonight. It, it, well, maybe not the most, but I am not special in any way, shape, or form. I'm not unique. I'm not uh, some item who's been through something. that no, Millions have gone before me through these terrible processes, and unfortunately millions will come after us. So I'm not special. I just have a story. Um, I will tell you the good news is I've studied a lot about cancer and i got to meet a lot of people who are on the cutting edge of cancer, and my surgeon told me uh, after I was found to have um, cancer still outside the margins after surgery, she said you don't have to go through chemotherapy, and uh, he was hoping just radiation, but you're outside the margins and you've got it up both sides, so. She's. But in ten years from now, which would have been six years, almost six years ago, she said, "You won't go through chemotherapy." In ten years from now, that'll be uh, a thing of the past. I really don't know what she meant by that, but her point being, she again, she chaired the uh, the, uh, the medical center at Loyola University. My surgeon did, and, and her point is, is that they're making an awful lot of advancements. The good news is that our children and our children's children are going to have a much better run at this stuff than we do, and we. Have a much better dough than those who've gone before us. We're all guinea pigs for the next generation. And so that's really good news. And um, so I wanted to point that out. I know what it is to suffer. I, I do know what it is to suffer. I thought maybe sometimes in my life previous I'd suffered. I'd never suffered until this. I learned what suffering is. Far in radiation, 39 rounds of it, I was fried. And I'm in fried. <clears throat> Basically, they shot a band from about my chin to about my chest. If you should just draw a circle around that. So that's where the area was all the cancer was. Thank goodness, as we talked about before, it didn't move south. If you had gone south, I wouldn't be talking to you now, probably. And <clears throat> so anyway, it was a fairly wide band. And this was just coming off all the major surgery where they had taken so much out. And so it was kind of a rough combination of the two. And my throat was literally just fried. My neck was stabbed up on the outside. I felt so bad for people who are redheaded or light-skinned. Because I was in that room with them twos in the waiting room, and they were literally stabbed over. You know? There was a group of us going through it at the same time. Of course, I nickname everybody. So we had a nickname as a group. I told us the tut throats because every one of us had thro- a throat had been cut. And so we were the tut throats. And a couple of the tut throats had uh, light colored skin. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, was, I, just, I, I would pray. I remember praying, please, uh, just please, th- th- that that would not be as painful as it looks. But I'm, I'm afraid it is. Um, so anyway, I went through that i couldn 't hardly swallow my own spit I, I mean it was it was just terrible, and um, I had enormous pain just drinking water. If I drank water, it was terribly painful. Um, if I would eat anything of course i didn 't really eat for five months i drank my meals for over five, almost five months I just didn 't have any solid foods, it was just consuming liquids. But it would explode my ears to such a point. The first time it happened, I went to a knee. Renee actually got a hold of me. I was on my way down. The pain was so intense. I I just can't describe it. Um, When I see a woman in childbirth, I'm thinking, maybe that's what this was like. You know? I I mean, just unbelievable pain. But it doesn't go away. And so... You have to keep in mind. I didn't want a feeding tube. There was a debate. There was something about having a hole cut into your stomach, down into your, push a tube down in there, have that tube for months like that, with this open cavity into your stomach. I just couldn't get my head around doing that. And they would wrap that hose up and just kind of st- uh, uh, tape it to your chest when it wasn't in use. I saw a lot of infections going on. People fighting infections from the tubes. But you get to a point where you don't don't have any choice. I mean, no tube, no live. I mean, you know, so they have to. It's the worst of two evils. But me, if you don't know me very well, some of you might. I'm a little stubborn. I'm a little hard-headed. So I said, nah, enough testosterone. I'll do it. I'll handle it. You what they finally had to do for me was give me a contention that I would take... And when they would time it then I had five minutes. It would knock everything so numb that I couldn't feel my lips, my face, and I had five minutes to get whatever I could get down, down. And I had to get 2,000 calories down a day. We would do this multiple times a day. And if I didn't get it down, well, i just have to wait till the next round because I couldn't do it back to back. But if I could tell toward the end and it'd start wearing off, and my ears would just start to flare, and it's just time to stop consuming. So I, I know what it is to suffer. I understand pain. Um, you've strep throat? Take the time three and live with it for about four months like that. So it's just a life of strep throat is what it is. It's just constantly, every day, you just what you've you got. I had a liquid diet for months. We talked about that. I had to teach myself how to swallow and how to talk again. Um, it was kind of cool, though and there's a swallowing test and so I went in there for the swallowing test and there's these big screens and there's my stall my and I'm up there and they pour stuff down me and you could see it go down and you could see me swallow and I'd clear my throat and you could watch all that go on and I thought that was pretty cool myself um, until they kept making it thicker and thicker and then it wasn't so cool after that it got harder and harder but the fact that I could clear my throat and make it go down the right pipe, I just was a good thing. Now, why did I tell you about suffering? Well, it wasn't to um, bring any special sympathy to me. that's not why I told you. I told you about it because suffering can also be a beautiful thing or some have some beautiful outcomes. So, as I tell you, in suffering and tragedy, I've never been closer to God in my entire life than during that time. I mean that. Now, I would like to say, you know what, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I can't say that. I can't say that. Maybe, maybe I, it sounds good. It's a good sound bite, but I will tell you though, it's a great benefit that come along with it. Um, I mentioned last week, it brings about tremendous clarity when you suffer and you're going through a lot. As I said before, if your mind's, if your brain's a hotel, you have no rooms for the trivial up there, right? The trivial can't get a room. Only the VIPs, only the very important people get a room in that head right now. I don't have time for the nonsense, the backbiting, the silliness. No, I don't time for it. I don't care about it. I care about one thing, the, the very important people in my life, the very important aspects of my life. I don't have time for the other. I have a total reliance on God. And I mean a total reliance on God. You know, he's the only one big enough for the job. No one else was big enough for the job. Um, And I will say something else. When you're totally reliant upon God, you are at your best. Your mind, your thoughts, your heart, the things that matter. When you are totally reliant upon God, You are the best person you will ever be. But you don't need stage four cancer to figure that out. Do you? Don't waste my cancer. Don't waste it. Ted knows a little about all this. Ted falls off ladders and suffers forever. Oh, man, brother, I prayed for you. I felt so bad for you. Met a man in his cafeteria. The people at the sanctuary Center are fascinating to me. Cancer Center, from the outside, but the in. I, you remember the movie Ghostbusters when the evil was in the building and it was all, you see everything streaming in and out. Cancer well, sanctuary Center is like that. That's prayers. Going out and coming in. I could just envision it, you know. I mean, the place is just full of prayer. Um, I met a man in cafeteria. And he was so inspiring. I, uh, we all strike up conversations. You know, everybody does. And so he asked me, he said, how are you doing? I said, it's a rough day, but I'm all right. I'm doing okay. I said, how about you? How are you doing? He said, well, today's my last treatment. I said, fantastic. And he didn't really look like it was fantastic. So I thought, and I said, but you don't look like you're excited about that. He doesn't. I'm not sure. I want you to think about what he just said. I can't, there's nothing else they can do for me. I've been fighting this disease for seven years. I've run out. The treatment options are no longer available to me now. And he looked at me and he smiled. And I said, you seem remarkably calm. You know me, I'm pretty straightforward. He said, my brother, when you know who you are and whose you are and where you're going, it's pretty comforting. And you know what? He meant that to his poor. To his he meant that. And he was comfortable. I said, where do you go from here, my man? He says, home, put my affairs in order. Figured i got six months, maybe. You know how humbling that is? But yet, he was talking to me like Steve Gibby and I just sat in the back room just having a chat. He was that confident and that comfortable. Only God can provide that much confidence and comfort. No one else offers that. Can't find it anyplace else. Not a bottle, not a bottle made with anything in it that'll do that. Uh, he, wasn't a, he was a one-off. He wasn't not a one-off, actually. We met lots of people who were treatable, not curable. If mine would have been into my lungs, <clears throat> I would have been treatable, not curable. In other words, a prolonged your life. Um, most of the people that we met in that condition were really joyful people. Were they not, Rene? People that got up and sang karaoke. People that told jokes people that just lived life to the fullest because they understood what a precious gift you have. <clears throat> the only difference between them and us is time. That's all. It's just time. It's the only difference. So as you see, we can prolong our lives, right? But you can't avoid death. You're just like they are. There's there's drugs, there's treatments, there's, there's things that can prolong our lives. But ultimately, we will die just like they will die. The only difference is they have a little better idea how they might die and when they might die. In fact, there are some people fighting cancer and have been for years right now, tonight, as we speak. And they will live, maybe, God forbid, longer than some of you. Because you're guaranteed nothing. Nothing. It's funny. I was diagnosed with cancer. Since I was diagnosed with cancer, and I'm sure friends of mine know, Steve's a stage four cancer. And you know, when you hear stage four cancer, you things in death. I've had two or three friends die. Two, two for sure. Maybe, yeah, two. Since I was diagnosed, they were perfectly fine. We're not promised, and we don't know. Um, the Tanser Center. Sometimes I wish the church was more like the Tanser Center in some ways. Don't get mad at me. I'll strike some parallels for you here real quick, but don't get upset. First off, unrelated to that last time, Ant, you, heard the, you, you heard the old adage. There's about Tanser Center. There's no atheists in the fossils, right? There's not many in the Tanser Center either. I can tell you that right now. I couldn't find them. I didn't meet anybody that didn't have God on their mind and on their lips if you talk to them at any length of time whatsoever. Almost everybody seemed eager to tell their story or to praise God or to witness in some way. And keep in mind, Renee and I moved up there. We spent four months there. So we were in and out of the cancer center all the time, on and off. Okay? So we met a lot of folks. It's, where the, it's a place where the occupants are really, really focused on the things that matter in life. That's what they're really focused on. No one ever come to me and says, you a Baptist? you a Methodist? What are you? No, I'm sick. That's what I am. I'm just sick. Now, I'm not getting into denominations or all that. I'm just simply telling you it was never a topic. It was never a topic. Any of that. Prejudices are wiped out. There's no prejudice. There's no black, white, yellow. There's none of it. No one looks at your color. No one even thinks remotely about race. It doesn't cross your mind at all. Um, I have a PhD. Well, think your way out of this cancer then. Well, I'm a multimillionaire. Well, buy your way out of it then. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter. It's meaningless. But one thing that was in abundance was humility by the bucket loads. Humility. Very humble people. The place was full of optimism, full of hope, full of prayer, full of compassion. That's just how we want our church to be, right? All those things. With a seemingly impossible is realized, story after story, in life and in death. Some of the stories I just shared with you were positive stories in death, ultimately. It's proof solid that when God is the focus, mankind is at his best. And believe me, God was in full bloom in that building. It's a large institution. But when God is the focus... We are at our best. Great things happen, and there are no limits. None. Ten, I tell you the number of times we met people that said, I came here with one, with one year to live, six months to live, two years to live. I was being treated three years before I got here. That was 12 years ago. Heard it over and over. It's not that the cancer syndrome is diagnosed or It was wrong. It's just they determined to live longer. I think think the mind matters. You know, at a moment, I told this story one time because it was kind of weird to me. Odd. Left me feeling very strange. And for those of you who know me, I'm not really one to, oh, I don't know, um, get overly emotional about things. But I had a moment that I will never forget and I cannot explain um, one morning, I came in for my radiation treatment. And I in my mother down, and I sat down, and there was no one in there, which is unusual. And then in walked a woman, an African-American woman, probably almost 80s, you know, 70, late 70s, 80s, early 80s. She smiled. And I think it was a day I was having a really rough time. And I was just, I don't know, I must have had that left. You know, that love whatever it was. And she said, oh, honey, it's not your time. I have never been more convinced in my life that words were so true than the words she just spoke to me. Don't ask me to explain it. there me been goosebumps. Got them right now. I'll admit it. Oh, honey. It's not your time. She never said another word to me. Right after that, she was told, or I heard her name told, she got up and she walked out. So I went after her. If you remember my story last week, I was really close to the radiation girl, remember? We were on a, First name basis. And I walked into her and I said, hmm, Who was the. I know you're not supposed to give any patient information or anything, but I've never seen her before. I said, Who was the African American woman that was just ahead of me? And she said, I didn't treat an African American woman. Freaked me out. Now, I'm sure there's an explanation, right? So it's down the hall. She said, Well, maybe down the hall in the other radiation room, which is on the other side of this complex. Maybe she was being treated there. Maybe she was. I don't know. But she was in the wrong dressing room all the way at the opposite end. And she knew just what to say to me just how to say it. And she was convincing as I can possibly explain to you. A comfort came over me that I can not explain to you. I believed every word she said. I'll, be, I'll leave that with you. Freaked me out. It shook me. It really did. You don't know who she was. Never saw her again. I know that day she was right where she needed to be for me. Remember what you can do today you may not be able to do tomorrow. What you're capable of right now may be unavailable in a week. I told you I love to sing. Can't do that anymore. Told you that I'd disappear and leave that singing every Sunday if I could just sing again. Can't do that anymore. But I can talk. And Danny, you screwed up. You opened up a can of worms. You got me talking. So now I'm talking. I'm talking now. So, what you have today, you won't necessarily have tomorrow. You don't need cancer to figure this out, brothers and sisters. You really don't need it. Many of you have already figured it out. I did it. I would just say, don't waste mine. If you can take anything from me, please take it. Thanks for 2.0. I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you.